BDSM and non-standard relationships. Star exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well, well as, as simply, simply fun, fun kink. kink. You'll find shows on these topics and more at eroticawakeningpodcast.com. This week on Erotic Awakenings, Erotic Branding, Spring Fever, and You're Too Late. EA listeners can participate in the Find the Tentacle contest and win handmade kinky crafts. Find out more at the end of the show. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Your host, Dan and Dong, are here with you now. But if you're offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Right now. Okay. Hi, Dan. Anyone still listening? Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> Hi, Don. Good morning. Good morning. Here it is on a Tuesday morning. We're running a smidgen behind. A smidgen behind. So, But we just, did just have a fabulous weekend in Canada. I think we're still recovering from that. So great time with you know, the, the people of kink. Absolutely. If you've never actually been um, to an event, oh, listeners, and we always recommend people go to events, it's something you should, even if it's not something you decide to do all the time, something to be knocked off the old bucket list. Um, there is quite the the day after effect. And for us, Monday, was I was tired, but I wasn't that bad. Right. You were saying today is likely to be your, your bad today day. Today is likely to be my bad day. I'll probably have to keep in touch with people during the day-to-day. So it was a really great weekend, but um, I usually crash and burn about two days afterwards. Some of it's chemicals, some of it's missing people, some of it's not wanting to be at my job and just wanting to be curled up with my puppy as I remember <laughs> happy memories of the weekend and, you know, just things like that. So, like I said, some of it's chemical, some of it's not, some of it's emotional. I- yeah, and and we we are talking about and commonly called event drop. Mm-hmm. Um, just the a, a part of it is just all the energy that you put out while you're at the event. It's not just because you're playing. For us, for you and me, mm-hmm. part of it is the fact that we stayed up past midnight ooh, ooh, for a couple nights in a I row, know. which is just not our normal thing anymore. So part of it for me is um, I don't even have to play to experience sub drop or event drop, con drop, whatever you want to call it. So we did a four-hour um, MS intensive. <laughs> yes, that's so, its own kind of you drop. Know, yeah, so that's its own kind of drop. So, And we did a couple of things during the intensive that were emotional and stuff like that. So that'll have its own own drop associated with it as well, I'm sure. But, um, yeah. Anyway, the People of Kink uh, party, People of Kink weekend celebration that we just came back from, uh, we had a fantastic time. We absolutely love the events in Canada. If mm-hmm. you're in Canada and you know where there's an event... Reach out to the producer and get us booked because we love it up there. I know, and I'm sure our Canadian listeners will tell me there's some assholes in Canada, but whenever we come up there, they hide them from us they because do. everyone is generous. And that's really the, the big, the big word to me when we go to you know people say, well, what's Canada like? What are the people like? Gracious is the word that comes mm-hmm. to mind. Uh, I have this thing that I really when we go to Canada, I like Maynard's candy. It's a kind of candy you can oh, only get. I in, know. I'm sure you can get it in other places <laughs> in the world, but you sure as hell can't get them in the United States. And um, people keep kept bringing me bags of Maynard's candy, um, and all. I just, just in general, very gracious people, very uh, sweet people in general. Um, mm-hmm. at, at least the kink community, anyway. Maybe it's just the kink community that's so Maybe nice. Maybe it's just the kink community. Maybe that's why we stay. So it's usually so friendly. You know what I? Um, 
what else about doing events and especially doing them in different regions. This one does their um, play area a little differently. Oh, yes. So this one, um, sometimes when you find space for a play party, you don't have separate rooms for social and play. And the way that they have um, figured out to contain the play space so there's not pe- so people can still socialize but be out of the play space, they kind of rope off their play space. It's a single room. Mm-hmm. So they rope off their play space where the furniture is, socialize and goes outside that rope, and then you um, put your name on a list. Right. So kind of like laying down your quarter. Mm-hmm. For being on the piece of equipment next. so And then you have someone that keeps track of the list. Right. So And who's on what. And everybody gets an hour on the furniture. And you would think, oh my God, all these tables right outside the rope of where the furniture is. And all the noise and everything. It really kind of creates a bubble. Yeah, yeah. Around it. It's really, really kind of works, It works amazingly well. I wouldn't have thought it would work. Uh, and it works amazingly well. And with the idea of keeping a list for each piece of furniture. Right. It does a couple things for you. First off, if you're waiting to play, you don't have... To, if you don't want to watch the scene, you don't have to stand there and watch the scene. You know you're next. You can go mm-hmm. back to your table and sit and chill with your friends. Um, but it also prevents the need of people to walk through the dungeon space to see what's available. There's, right. So you don't get that traffic, you know, as you're doing your backswing, somebody's walking mm-hmm. through. Uh, really neat concept. Once the space is up and running, we're going to try a night like that at the space where people are going well, to use the, the Canadian sign-up method. Ooh. That'll be a little different. Just there's, to give it a try. There's so much things we're gonna do when we get the space. I've got this list in my head of, of ideas. Oh yeah. For what I'd like to do at the space. And if you've not listened to the podcast before, the space is a uh, the Columbus Space for Alternative Self Expression is the actual name of the place. It is going to be Columbus, Ohio's um, long gone return to having our own. Um, I don't want to say public play space. Because it's not. But it's, but it's a, be a, private, a city but... play, a play space that people uh, can go to and not have to go to somebody's basement. Right, right. So, And I'm with you. I've got a lot of intensives that I want to do. And we've had the room for three years now. And um, some of the intensives I want to do, the room's just not big enough. Mm-hmm. So the space will come in handy So as we grow and expand. I've actually got lunch with um, someone that's helping us on that journey today of finding the space. So, oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll get some some more insight as to what's going on. I have, by the way, lunch with somebody that's helping me on the uh, with the journey tomorrow. Oh, okay, cool. So, uh, and I have lunch today as well with uh, K. By okay. the way, not okay. that K, the other K. Not that K, the other K. Yes. Uh oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you know what? This we can call K K because we call Karen Karen. Okay. See, this is the problem. Oh, God. <laughs> this is the polyamory problem. Right. Uh, with Because people, we never get involved with people that have the same initials. That's confusing on a podcast. Right. Or, for that matter, the same name is, can be challenging as well. Or it can be a lifesaver. If you're screwed, if you screw up people's names on occasion, you'll be all right. Oh, my God. I said, I said Karen with a C. Oh, no. I hope you didn't notice. Um, speaking of polyamory, welcome. Oh, hey, here we are. Seven and a half minutes in, we haven't even got close to the topic or why we're not doing the topic. But we're going to get there in a moment because okay. we just had this polyamory conversation. Dawn, do you really get this whole polyamory thing? I think I do. I think I do too. After this many years and yeah. <laughs> I, it's funny because we were telling people in at the People of Keeks weekend celebration, if we came back and do a another intensive, we would do our four-hour poly intensive, right, which, which is, is based on how we screwed things up. Right, and should be eight hours. Yes. <laughs> 
But the actual segue is that uh, the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network is proud to have a new podcast on board, Multiamory. So Multiamory is the extension of um, three partners, Jace, Emily, and their other partner, who name eludes me in a moment. And Jace, I will make that up to you, and I'll look that up in a moment. But... Um, I don't know if you remember, there was a Fox television sh- reality show called Utopia at some point, not too long ago. And they had polyamory people as part of that. And uh, these guys were on the F- Fox show. The show didn't last long. Right. But it was great to be able to speak out and have a larger audience here talks about polyamory. And they've continued to lo- go with a blog and a podcast, um, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So the point being, I was listening to the multi-amory podcast, and I was thinking, man, I'd love to have a polyamory, another polyamory podcast on the network. Right. So I said, well, fuck it. I'll just reach out. And I did. And here they are. Nice. So, oh, listeners, head over to multiamory.com and check out the multi-amory podcast. Um, you should go subscribe, even if you don't like polyamory, just so we can get their numbers moving in the right direction. <laughs> nice, nice. So it's not a bad, bad show. So You didn't to, get to listen to it a whole lot. Not a whole lot. So, But I will try to catch up now that they're part of the network. Heck yeah. So I like polyamory shows anyway. There's not the, too many out there. There's ours, and there's a couple of more and, I can and, think of. Yeah, and Three Thumbs Up is not no, it's the greatest polyamory show. It's, it's an excuse for us to sit around and, <laughs> you want to go to a movie? I don't know. Hey, we can do a podcast about it. Oh, okay, oh right. right. Fuck it. <laughs> Speaking of which, if you do listen to the Three Thumbs Up podcast, expect... The Age of Ultron podcast. Probably this weekend. This weekend. Because we're going to see it Friday yeah, night. Yeah. I've been trying not to read any reviews not, or anything Not heard of like so far. So, I mean, so ooh, that could be good or bad. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's good. Trust me. Okay. If the movie sucked, it would be much louder about no, how much true. it sucked. That's, that's true. That's true. Welcome to America, my friends. <laughs> um, you know, so, even the guy with the tattoo of his throat being cut... Mm. was nice in Canada. I actually, yeah. So, <laughs> that was one of the neat things. <laughs> That's a great segue. <laughs> I was standing in line to buy some uh, Cadbury chocolate in while we were in the Canada. Um, and I was asking the lady how much cigarettes are now. Mm-hmm. Interesting when you're... Um, Canada's had nationalized health care for quite some time. So they, they taught me last time I was up there, this cost of cigarettes is so high because they have nationalized health care. Right. I'm not, not to go too deep down not the political realm. Of a, I <laughs> right. don't even understand American politics. I don't want to talk about Canadian politics. I have one other Canadian politic comment. Um, <laughs> I think I know what it is. <laughs> so I asked how much cigarettes were, and they say, oh, they're $13 on the highway thing. And the guy behind me says... Oh, are you not from around here? And I turn around, and as you mentioned, he had the tattoo of... And if you've played Grand Theft Auto, Trevor has the same tattoo, oh, right? Oh, got it. Right, right. It, it's almost the same tattoo, but it's a slit across the throat. With like a blade on the edge yes, of it. So right. like his throat's just been... <laughs> but he's a nice... Yeah, you have a nice conversation with him and with the lady behind the counter, and we're all just sitting there ch- chatting mm-hmm. about... Prices of this and that, and no one's in a hurry. And this, and they said as I was leaving, this is the pro- the difference between America and Canada is that we can stand here and have this nice conversation. Nobody's in a rush. Mm-hmm. We're just sitting here chilling, having a conversation. Now, that happens in America too, and I'm not saying it doesn't, but it certainly highlights to me. Um, it feels like that's kind of the difference. 
Canada's big and relaxed. Again, we're not doing a travel podcast. No, but that's what it feels like. The only other Canadian uh, political commentary I have today is we're trying to make a... (laughs) Um, a point about the differences between Democrats and Republicans. But we didn't know that language for Canada. So I said, well, what's the the equivalent of a Republican in Canada? And somebody said a conservative. Well, there was a long pause before someone said conservative. (laughs) And then later, uh, somebody pulled me aside. It was actually DA from the Dark Side podcast. Right. He pulled me aside and said, by the way, uh, we lied to you. There really is no... (laughs) <laughs> Nothing like a Republican in Canada. That our conservatives, what actually, our conservatives are more liberal than your liberals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so, uh, 13 minutes into the podcast, our topic uh, we should mention we're not doing, we're taking a break from A to Z. Uh, we do have a wonderful pod, a uh, interview on branding that we pl- picked up last February. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been wanting to get that out, and I've been wanting to think about. Uh, more about branding. Yeah. Well, you have a birthday coming up. Oh, I do. So, <laughs> B is for birthday, B is for branding. Mm. So, I wanted to get this podcast out. So, next week when we come back, it'll be the letter N. And mm-hmm. we uh, have six pages about negotiations that we're going to be talking about. And I, a lot of people are like, ah, oh, negotiations, you don't need to even talk about that. It's simple. Me, want to play. You want to play? Yes, good. We go play. It's really... If it's that easy for you, congratulations. Um, most people, to get the scene that you actually want can be challenging. And that's, we're going to talk about how you can actually get to that scene you want to get to. Right. And we actually talk about it a little differently than most people do negotiation. We cover some of the basics, but we've got some different styles to talk about. And um, then if nothing else, we can talk about the Kickstarter cards because we are lousy at negotiating and came up with the cards to help <laughs> us out. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Graphic. Graphic designs to help us yes. figure out what we want out of play. What does this picture look like to you? <laughs> uh, well, it's not nearly the, the Rorschach chart of, oh uh, of Kinkaramory. Kinkaramory? <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, we mentioned earlier a tentacle contest, and you're going to find a tentacle contest at the very end of the show. Mm-hmm. But you apparently found some tentacles on Tumblr. Well, no, actually just blush. Just Blush sent me a picture so um, through my FetLife FetMail. So just sent me a link, and all it said was, thought of you. And I clicked the link, and it's, um, I guess it's a digital picture, but it's a girl with tentacles being wrapped and slithered all around her. So it's just kind of neat. It's a moving Moving oh, it's a thing. Is it a GIF? Is it's that what probably it's a GIF. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you getting all technical. I only do tech support. You would think I'd have the stuff down. <laughs> uh, to our podcast listeners, that uh, by the way, as a side note, podcast. You know what's funny? What's that? Uh, three. Well, what's funny is when you're a podcast host and you have three ideas hit you at once and you try and talk <laughs> about all three at the same time. Uh, I was going to recommend one. Hey, podcast listeners, are you still downloading? Are you still paying to download porn? And I shouldn't suggest that they shouldn't, because I'm sure we've interviewed <laughs> people on here that sell porn on occasion. But all my when I do, not that I ever look at porn. Ooh. <laughs> Notice the way I backpedaled out of that real quick. <laughs> when I do look at porn, though, I just go over to, there's a variety of Reddit groups that there's a variety of porn on. Mm-hmm. But that led me to the third thought crashing into my little brain. Have you ever checked the tentacle porn Reddit group? No. 
Is I there have one? not, sir. I would assume there is. Everything's on Reddit, right? There's a subgroup for everything. There's a, cate- a category for everything on Are Reddit. Are you telling so me it's on there, or should I go looking? I don't know. Is that the candy that you're offering to get me onto Reddit? So- I, no, no, no. I figured out... <laughs> I, no, you've taught me this is not a great idea. First off, honey, you should really get an iPhone. I don't know. Go, no, really, it's really cool. And then you get where like, how do I do this? What's this button do? <laughs> honey, you should get a MacBook. Oh, I don't know. Get a MacBook. Oh, okay. Honey, why don't, where's my right click? Uh, honey, you should never get on Reddit. It's the devil. <laughs> I'm going to be asking you questions. You know I'll be who pinging you, can ask- you later. How you- do I find this? Yes. <laughs> Uh, the most important thing you need to know about Reddit is N, not say for work, NSFW. If something is posted that way, they mean it. It's not safe for work. <laughs> People you can that. help for t- ask for technical support include new subscribers to our newsletter, such as... <laughs> oh, I would love that. <laughs> yes, they would be. We'd get that uh, sad monkey email we get. Someone is unsubscribed. <laughs> right. Uh, Kristen from Virginia. And Misty from Texas. Our new subscribers to the newsletter. You can be a subscriber to the newsletter via the Erotic Awakening webpage. Scroll down to the bottom and you'll find that and many other ways to contact us. So, indeed. So, um, um, one of the ways that we really like is through email. And that's Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. If you've got any topics, questions, thoughts, whatever, we'd love to hear from you. And there is also, of course, FetLife. Our group there is called Erotic Awakening. Two words. You know, this does say, use the gut comment form. There's no gut comment form. I know. We have to update our notes. Um, um, I'm not commenting. (laughs) (laughs) Other ways to contact us, as well as where we'll be presenting past podcast episodes, link to the newsletter, and other stuff can be found at www.eroticawakening.com. Nice. I suppose we should mention Erotic Wickening is sponsored in part by KJ Canes, home of the original designer Glow in the Dark and Light Up Canes. That's where art and pleasure come together to suit your unique style. They have the biggest selection of canes on the net. And it's more than canes. Check out the great selection of hand-poured low-temp paraffin and soy wax candles, as well as all the basics such as gags, collars, fetish jewelry, nipple clamps, whips, floggers, paddles, vibes, and more. EA listeners get 10% off orders of $25 or more with discount code DANANDON15. Nice. KJKanes.com. Canes. I had canes over the weekend. No, no, I didn't use any canes on you. I know. I didn't even bring canes. I know. Uh, <laughs> did, did you place with somebody that wasn't me? I did. The R scene rocked. Oh, my God. You did something completely different and intuitive, and you made me fight back with what you did. I don't usually fight back. I don't call it fighting. It was resisting. Yeah. Um, I agree. It was a fantastic scene. We won't talk about that scene when we talk about negotiation. <laughs> Although we certainly could. There is a yeah, form of negotiation that we use for scenes was. like that. Because yep. you had no idea what was coming prior to the scene. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to go too deep down this. We should save this for the negotiation podcast because I didn't know what was coming either. Right. And I had a theory of what I was going to do, and I totally did not do that. Right. So how do you get to that place and have it okay? Mm-hmm. Um, That's a style of negotiation. Which, though, we, which we coming will. next week. Absolutely. Blow let's by ju- blow. Let's just say it involves a green box lifting in the air, and my personal training came in handy. <laughs> well, okay. 
It did, too. <laughs> That's called a teaser, I think, for next week's show. Hey, listeners, have you gone on to multiamory.com and listened and subscribed to that podcast yet? I know I said that earlier, but I kind of told them, uh, hey, guys, if like you become part of the network, you'll get more subscribers than you have now. So EA listeners, uh, hook me up, folks. Go listen to their podcast. Nice. Even if you don't like it, you can listen to it once, right? You can do that for me. Indeed. Erotic Awakening is also sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. What is our next thing coming up? I bet you they've got Cope, and I bet you they have a summer party or something coming up soon, too. I'll have to look that up. They don't. They don't. Uh, they don't rest. <laughs> they don't rest either, and there's always more things. And we just did the unconference with them yeah. too. That was really awesome. They uh, just published a podcast yesterday on the Kinky and Curious podcast with Barak and Sheba on the unconference. Talked about that a lot. Nice. Talked about males a lot too. About what men can. If you've ever wondered what you can do with your penis at an event, that uh, podcast has a lot nice. of devoted to. What men can do, like for example, Dawn, did can men bring a penis pump to an event? Oh, I would think so. But you don't know. But I don't know. Well, go listen to Kinky and Curious, and you'll okay. find out. Awesome. Other than that, what else we got to talk about? You know what? I do got to tell you. <laughs> um, we're going to jump back into po- uh, polyamory for a moment. So here's an, a negotiation. So this is both polyamory and negotiation based, and the branding is coming soon. But. He, <laughs> so we were negotiating, you and me and Karen were negotiating with someone to say, hey, we'd like to come out and present. Mm-hmm. And then say, great, we'd love to have you come out and present, but we need somebody to present on this other date. Mm-hmm. And you said, oh, I can't go to that date. I'm much too busy. And Karen said, oh, yes, yes, no, no, we're too busy. And I said, I've got 18 days of PTO not unaccounted for. <laughs> I'll go. So you can join me at the West Virginia Mountain Air and Magic of Spring Poly Fever on May 15th until May 19th. You can find out more about that act-events.us slash. Oh, I'll put that fucking link in the notes. (laughs) Good Lord. Um, It's about two and a half hours from D.C. and two and a half hours southeast of Pittsburgh. So here's the interesting bit. It's called Spring Poly Fever. I don't know a whole lot about this event. It's a poly event. It's outdoors. It's camping. You can go. The funny thing is, it's the first first event I've been to by myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gotta say, ever. ever. I think so. And the event that I choose to go to is a poly one. It totally blows my mind. (laughs) But I don't want to be there by myself. So EA listeners, if you go, I've got a secret code That'll give you $25 off the registration fee. It's D-A-N-I-E-L-B, all small letters. If you use that code, you'll get $25 off, and I will give you a hug. Oh, nice. And I'll be there by myself. Nice, nice, nice. I don't like <laughs> being there by yourself. I want to go with you, but... The funny thing is, the I front of my brain says, time. I'll be there by myself. I'll right. be sliming on all the ladies and all the good-looking men. And the reality is, I'll be there by myself. I'm going to hide in a closet. And <laughs> bring, a a, bring a book. Bring a book and just fucking rest. Indeed. Well, that's what, two weeks before PX, PXS? Yes. So two weeks before PXS, we got things to do. And by the way, tickets are just about sold out. <laughs> we only have a couple of tickets left. Uh, I will tell you, good uh, folks, if you're thinking about going to PXS, we have tickets left for PXS, a couple. The hotel is unfortunately sold out at this point. Uh, I would still... 
yeah, try and get on the list because people sometimes people cancel. Right. Um, but and there's another hotel nearby, but the hotel is sold out at this point. So uh, if you want to come to Power Exchange Summit, there's another hotel within an easy walk. Mm-hmm. So it's not that bad. But you're right, tickets are just about sold out for PXS as well. We're always um, very grateful to see how well PXS tickets go. Indeed, indeed. And that is the Power Exchange Summit coming to Columbus, Ohio at the end of May, the 29th, 30th, and 31st. So if you're planning on coming, you are just about out of time. You can find out more about that event at powerexchangesummit.org if you are so interested. Indeed. So, you know... We also had a fet like we had B B's baby girl <laughs> write me and say that she loves the podcast. Well, so yay. You know, we actually get a lot of that and I don't always write them down. I'm sorry. No, and, and unfortunately our likes on Facebook, um the way we've got it set up, it's probably us not getting it set up right. I see that we get likes, uh-huh. but I don't really get notified that we get likes, so it doesn't make it into the show note. But right. thank you for everybody who likes us on Facebook as well. I will go through those and read all of your names. One of our podcasts will be just names just of people names. that awesome. like us on Facebook. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so I think that's about it. Do you got anything else before we get into this episode about branding? I don't, but I do want to um, talk just a touch about branding and why we didn't do the pot, why we didn't do the We interview. actually, that's in our interview. Is it in our interview? Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, then I won't cover that. Let's just say I was, I was interested at the beginning in branding. I probably still could be. There's different styles of doing it How now. long till your birthday? <laughs> Three weeks. That's plenty of time to take a crash course. So, Dawn, you and I have done a lot of interesting things in the BDSM realm. And one of the things I was going to do and I chickened out of was learning all about how to do branding. So, you were going to brand your initials on me or something when you first took ownership. I was. And I chickened out. But fortunately, we do have an expert on today to tell us about branding. Lord Baphomet, thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah, thank thank you for having me. So, as we were talking before the podcast started, you have both given and received brands. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start off with this then. What exactly, what are we talking about? What do you mean by branding? Okay. Well, branding is basically, it's a scarification. Um, now, scarification is just the art of either branding, cutting, or removing skin in different patterns. And it leaves a permanent decorative scar. It's a, a really similar to uh, some of the body modifications that you get from tattooing. Um, now, unlike tattooing, the procedure, I mean, it's, it's immensely painful, um, and it, even for a lot of people, can send them into an altered mental state for, I mean, I had about two days in an altered state, so, um, from my personal experience, so it can be a pretty lengthy one, um, and for a lot of those kind of reasons, you see it a lot in African uh, cultures. Logistically... What are we talking about? Are you using a piece of metal that you superheat or... Or a violet wand. Some people do it with violet wands and Right. So I've seen a couple of different methods used. Um, I personally, in my experience, have used the cautery pen. Okay. Um, So a cautery pen is basically a a medical tool that um, using electrical current heats up the tip to be red hot. Um, a lot of other people use a blowtorch, um, some pliers, and um, either like a metal needle or a metal rod. Um, and I have also seen, not in person, but I have um, seen a little bit of information about the violet wand itself. 
and they have a special tip that you can uh, place on there for branding. Right. So with the cautering one, is that like cell popping or is it a little bit more than that? I mean, it it gets hot enough, fast enough that you are literally vaporizing um, a lot of the cells. So right. you will be burning material off of your body. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it does. I mean, I know with cell popping, they do like little little pops. It's like little dots to make the brand. No, or, see, or with this kind of a situation, you're actually dragging it along, okay. um, drawing a line a lot of the way that you would draw a line with a tattoo pen, mm -hmm. and removing um, several layers by vaporizing the flesh. Right. That doesn't really sound pleasant, but you say... <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but it does result, and, and a lot of the BDSM stuff we do doesn't necessarily sound pleasant. Do you, but Absolutely. the part that it is interesting to me, you say that, that is it always permanent? Or do people heal heal out of it sometimes? Well, you know, everyone heals differently whenever it comes to any kind of a uh, scarification. Um, I personally didn't get the raised helio scar when I got branded that a lot of people will consider um, kind of the, the the normal when it's done properly, the, the raised bump scar. Right. Um, I actually have a slight indent when it comes to mine, uh, similar to if you had a really bad scar from... Um, maybe like skinning your knee or something along that line. Um, so everybody heals a little differently. I've seen it everywhere from really white tones to some very solid pink to even after a couple of years returning back to the, the normal flesh color and actually just having the raise or the bump. Um, so, I mean, every human being is different. Everyone's body's different. And so you can't really expect any one, um, any one response from it. Does that make sense? Right, right. So you can't control the outcome, basically. And I think that's why Dan stepped back from doing it, because everybody does heal differently. Because, right. and that was one of the challenges, right? And you tell me, do you find this to be true? With a tattoo gun, most people heal the same, right? If you're a yeah. good tattooist and you put a tattoo on somebody, you can guess how it's going to come you pretty much know how it's going to come out absolutely i actually do tattoos and so i can definitely relate to that but um, but my understanding is with branding is you have do you, do you have less control over it because people heal so differently from that kind of a wound for lack of a better word uh well yes and no i feel like you have um you've got less control because everyone's cells are replicating differently and everyone's body's healing differently but you also, in a lot of ways, have more control because it's not over the moment that you stop branding. That that individual can go and they can, you know, do things to either raise or lower the pH level in their body while it's healing in order to slow down or speed up the process and get a different effect. Um, you can actually take like charcoal, um, like activated charcoal grounds, and rub it in there and almost get like a darkened tone. A lot of the same way that you would get um, from from doing like tattoo ink and having the ink placed underneath the skin. So you actually can use a lot of that slow healing process to your advantage. That actually sounds pretty creative. Right, right. Well, huh. Yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the uh, African cultures used to do that where they would um, rub the charcoal in it in order to almost make a mix of a tattoo and a brand. So. Right. What are the, uh, it sounds like, other than just learning the skill, what are the safety concerns? The safety concerns are 
pretty much any safety concern that you would have with a lot of BDSM arts. Um, and in a lot of ways, almost to an, an extra step. Um, obviously, infection is a major issue. Um, so the wound always needs to be kept clean. It always needs to be, um, you know, you don't want direct air to it when it's when it's initially healing, things like that. But then you also have the, uh, the extreme trauma on the body. Um, if you were to do too long of a session, I mean, it's not unheard of for... I, for a short session, for like initials, like what you guys were talking about, this is not going to happen, obviously. But if you were to try to do like a full back piece with it, you could go into shock. Hmm. Because it's burning. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Wow. Huh. Okay. Now, you'd mentioned you'd received a, a branding that left you spacey for two days. What, what yeah, sort so of branding was that? Okay, so over my heart, um, I don't know if either one of you guys are familiar with uh, the author... Um, Alistair Crowley. Mm-hmm. We are. <laughs> okay. What is it, 96? I always get 94. Damn it. 93. <laughs> oh, see? That tells you yeah. how close I am. It's, I'm close, but I'm not quite there. Yeah, it's all good. Um, so um, I um, am practicing Thelemite, and I decided at one point that I would like to take on the mark of the beast over my heart. So um, it is on my left breast probably about four inches in diameter, and it is an elaborate symbol from some of his workings. Huh. So, all right, so question that I remember from when we looked into it. Um, doing something elaborate, don't you have to worry, I'm not sure how to ask the question, don't you have to worry about, like, um, pieces of the flesh dying off? I mean, how do you do something elaborate without making closed patterns? So that's why we selected uh, the cautery pen. Um, The cautery pen, it's such a fine tip point that it's really great for drawing lines. Um, And because of the size of it, we weren't too worried about, like, for example, any triangles that are in it being so small that you're cutting it off from the rest of it. It was large enough of a space um, and then we, we did actually have to modify the symbol slightly so that, um, like the center of the sixes, we were worried would just fall out, like you're right. saying. Um, so it was important to me to, to kind of modify it just slightly so that the sixes were larger on the outside of it. So it's just things like that where you, you need to take an artistic tone um, if you're going to do something elaborate and be aware that, you know, you can lose small pieces of, of the skin from it. Right. So, and I, I think that's, like I said, one of the reasons that we backed away because we were thinking, you know, the same thing that you would brand a cow with. And you right. know, so it needed to be huge and metal and not closed in in spots so that you didn't kill off, you know, parts of your skin and things like that. So, but I, I like the idea of the cautering pen, I think. I would have to imagine. <laughs> For the lot. most part, when it comes to doing um, decorative uh, branding on human beings, I have not seen a lot of people actually using the branding iron okay. where it's just a solid symbol and you're stamping it on. Right. Um, part of that's just, I mean, a cow has a lot more pain tolerance than a human being does. Um, from personal experience, I can tell you there are things that if you hit me with for a split second, I'm going to buckle over right. and I can hit full force 15 times on the back of a cow and it's not even going to budge. Right. So it's not going to be as traumatic on that cow as it is on you. Um, when going on a human being, most of the time you're actually drawing the lines out. It's a much more artistic process where you're not just using a printed piece of metal and stamping it on. Right. 
Is, is there a place that you would recommend that I could go look at some good brandings that have been done on people? Uh, I know is there like a, the, I know there's a lot of tattoo sites when I go looking for tattoos, but are there similar branding sites? You know, it's actually really hard to find a whole lot of information about branding because a lot of scarification, it, it's kind of new. Um, I mean, it, obviously it dates back thousands of years, but as far as being part of mainstream body modifications, um, it's actually pretty pretty new. Not a lot of people are doing it because of the, the extremeness of it, you know, the, right. the intensity of it. And so you can definitely go online, and the best way that I've found is to actually search scarification as okay. opposed to searching branding. Um, scarification is going to bring up also your cutting and your skin removals, but you're going to see a lot more material that, that's actually worth your time if you if you search that way. Cool. So, like you said, there's a lot of options. There's um, there's tattoos, there, you know, for body modifications. So what draws you to branding? Um, well, part of what drew me to branding was, was just the fact that um, I'm, I'm more of an intense person. Um, I, uh, for example, in, in my side life, I, I do sideshow. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware of what sideshow performance is. It's I a, think we've the seen freak one. show art. We have, we have. Yeah, so, so I do a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, I've always been kind of one of those, those people that just wanted a little bit more. And after having a few tattoos and being very involved in body modifications as well as BDSM, um, it just kind of seemed like a necessary step to uh, at least get a personal experience with it. And I wanted to first get um, the bottom's perspective of actually receiving the brand before I, I did it to somebody else because of that intensity and then get the other side of it. Right. So this is um, very much, very much edge play, very much. Um, Absolutely. I would assume someone would need some training before just taking out a cautering pin or at least talk to somebody before taking out a, and, a cautering and, and going away. Absolutely. And that leads me to uh, one last question, if you don't mind. Before yeah, I go good. running off cauterizing, branding people, what do you recommend to people that what some basic training that they can get first? Well, I would strongly suggest looking deeply into a lot of the ways that pathogens can um, transfer from one person to another. Um, you are vaporizing parts of a human being. Um, you can breathe that in. You know, you want to take measures towards um, not having that in your airflow. Um, a lot of guys will wear um, breathing masks and things like that. Um, so looking into some of the tattoo arts and the ways that you know, you protect yourselves from catching an infection when you're giving somebody else a tattoo. Um, also into some of the airborne um, ways that you can catch uh, diseases. So I definitely look into that pretty significantly. And your basic first aid is going to go a lot farther in branding than it goes in a lot of things. Um, if, if it's not, if it wasn't for uh, the fact that, you know, some people might enter shock, there's the level of infection where the, you're dealing with an open burn, um, I mean, I mean, we're talking significantly beyond, you know, you touched the stove and, and your hand shot back and you were like, ow. Right. Um, you're, it's an open burn. It's an open wound. You're removing like two layers of skin there. So um, a lot of the first aid that's involved in those kind of um, procedures, um, I would, I mean, if you have the time and money, take take a first aid class. Yeah. So that sounds like a good idea. And then. You know, I've, I've actually, I know you said it was the last question, but I've actually got two more questions, I think. Absolutely. No. So, no, um, one is, um, 
I don't know that I've actually seen this offered at a lot of kink events. Um, are there other events out there as well that would offer this since it's kind of like a body modification, tribal, spiritual thing? Well, I can say that a lot of my interest was from the spiritual side mm -hmm. um, as well as the, the BDSM side. Um, I have seen in our community out where I'm at um, quite a few people who either have cuttings or brands or things like that. Okay. So while at um, some of like the conventions and stuff like that, you're probably not going to see a whole lot of it. Um, in a more small community setting, um, I've definitely run into quite a few people who have gone through the experience. Okay. So I didn't know, and I don't even know if you have experience with this or not. I mean, I didn't know if you would see this at, like, Burning Man or... Um, no, I've never been to Burning Man. I wouldn't okay. know. <laughs> so that's what I'm wondering, if you would see it at, like, um, oh, my gosh. I can't even think of the names of it, but the um, pagan events that are up in New York or... Yeah, like I haven't seen a whole lot in the pagan community. Um, it, it was actually kind of funny. A lot of the other um, members of Thelema that, that are in the community kind of were shocked and, and kind of taken aback. Not necessarily in a negative way, um, but, but you know, oh, wow, I can't believe that was something that you decided to do. I've, I've never thought of doing something like that. Right. So, it, yes, it has a very spiritual tone to it, and I definitely had a very spiritual experience from it. Right. Um, no, I'm not seeing other people that are doing okay. it in spiritual circles. It just, it just feels like it's got that feel to it. So, but, um, so I'm going to have to keep a lookout at the kink events and see where it's being taught at, because I think being taught and seeing it is going to be very beneficial for people absolutely. that want to try it. So, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. All right, well, <clears throat> Lord Baphomet, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, and you've definitely taught me a lot tonight, something that I didn't know much about. Uh, I am not Great. going to, as a result, <laughs> run out and get a branding at all. It and sounds scary. I don't think I'm going to one either. <laughs> I'll stick with the tattoo. I am I'm quite planning. Yes, I, yeah. I managed to get a tattoo. I sat through that, but I am a rotten bottom. You can ask my tattoo artist. <laughs> awesome. So thanks for joining us tonight. All right. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by the Guilty Pleasure Stage Show and its educational branch, the Monkey Puzzle Club. Join us the third Friday of each month for Fetish Foreplay Friday at Club Princeton in Columbus, Ohio. Classes begin at 8 p.m. with party immediately following. You can also catch the Guilty Pleasure Stage Show at Porter's Pub in Columbus, Ohio, the fourth Friday of every month. The Monkey Puzzle Club? Go ahead. Oh, are you sure? Yes. The Monkey Puzzle Club meets every Wednesday at 8 p.m. at The Room in the Columbus Insight Center. Follow us on Twitter at MonkeyPuzzleOH. You can also follow both Guilty Pleasures and Monkey Puzzle Club on FetLife.com for all announcements and discussions. EA listeners can participate in our Find the Tentacle contest and win handmade kinky crafts. Just head over to kinkcraft.co slash eroticawakening. And follow the, direct, the directions to find the tentacles. Each week, one winner will be selected at random to receive anything from the site for free. And if you don't win, you can still use the discount code Dan and Dawn to get a 10% discount off their entire order. Head over to kinkcraft.co. That's .co, not .com. And see all the cool kinky crafts. 
Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. 